Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. The bones are buried deep, white against the velvet of dark water. I shudder in the cold press of the sea as I swim beneath giant rib cages. The chill has burrowed into my core, where it nestles in the pit of my stomach, settling next to the promise I made to Olokun, the promise I must keep, even though it colors my days in shades of midnight, of misery. Sometimes I let myself think of the sun, the perfect pink and orange rise of it, the fire of the way it sets. But then my mind always goes to color, and the heat of his skin, the slice of his smile, and the way one touch can make my chest tight. My choice. My sacrifice. I blink away curls from my eyes, trying to rid myself of thoughts that only make the lightless water harder to bear. Release them, I tell myself. Release what you cannot have and accept the present. I adjust my grip on the terracotta pot I found resting in the sand, an offering from above that made its way down to the deep. At least I will be able to bring evidence that someone still worships Oloku. Flicking my caudal fin, its blush and gold pleats barely visible, I pass slowly under the last of the skeletons, their ivory arcs protruding from the silt. When I emerge from the bones, I pause for a moment in water that grows warmer. The heat is a balm, and I spin once in the hot silk of a current, almost smiling at the relief it brings. Almost. Ahead, on either end of the coral reef, the earth is split, emitting searing gases that bubble into the sea. A blue glow spreads over my skin as I draw closer to a large carved opening lit up by firefly squid. Smaller seeps of gases cause the water to shimmer and glitter, feverish swirls that escape, framing the entrance in the coral. The squid illuminate an archway draped with luminous sea moss and studded with mollusks. I swallow thickly. The soft light makes my heart ache with its gentle beauty, but it's only a pale imitation of what I crave. Six months without the scald of a full sun, and I find it hard to imagine the feel of sweat sliding down warm skin. I want air, even though I don't need it even when it is dense with a coming storm or cut through with the chill of night, I want to see the stars again, the scattered flares puncturing the sky. I want to feel the earth beneath my feet, the rich black soil that turns to soft mud when the rains come. Floating closer to the entrance, I run a finger over the etchings of fish, whales and the peaks of the seabed. The last image is one of scales, curls, and the telltale beauty of Yemoja, my maker, my second mother, the most gracious of Orishas. A sadness coils within me, but I don't let it take root. Instead, 
I focus on Yamoja's safety, on Falasha Day and the other mummy water, fulfilling their task of gathering the souls of those who die in the sea. If I hadn't asked Olokun for help, then the fracturing world would have broken entirely. I am here so that they can be safe, and this is the price I must pay. I touch the sapphire at my neck, its cold blue brighter than the rocks around me. I think of blessing souls with Yamoja, honoring their journeys home to Olodumari, a different kind of service from the one that Olokun demands of me now.